Realms of peril and glory will begin after these short messages. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank our patrons, Thea Jn, Rook, and Abigail, for their support in making this series possible. Realms of Peril and Glory cannot exist without the support of our incredible fans. If you enjoy what you're listening to today, then please consider heading over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic, where you can lend us your support. You can get everything from a thanks at the beginning of the episode like you just heard, ad-free listening, bonus shows, and even more. We have just concluded our Patreon-exclusive series, Vale Rapscallion Rule, the Vale Mobsters series. So if you'd like to check that out, head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic and consider lending your support. Thank you very much, and enjoy the show. Welcome one and welcome all back to Realms of Peril and Glory. My name is Zachary Fortescom and I will be your Game Master today. I'm so excited to be back yet again playing some more Vale in Carnival du Vale. We are as always playing 13th Age, a D20 system by the designers of D&D 3rd Edition and D&D 4th Edition, Jonathan Tweet and Rob Heinsu. I've got five amazing performers with me today that I would like to introduce to you now, starting with our special guest, Jasper William Cartwright! Hello, everyone. I'm Jasper William Cartwright. I am playing everyone's favorite grumpy wizard, Andros Vyrsindarin. And, um, yep, he's here for a good time, and he's geeking out over his favorite new place in the world, which is... (laughs) this carnival this is adnos's uh disneyland yeah oh for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely he is uh excited to be here and might not leave who knows who knows laura girling bless my jug dog priest hey um, whoa <laughs> go for it retake that fired no do it persist for everyone who is new wow. to this that's just what pip always says no don't explain it no don't explain it the whole point is that you don't explain it I'm Laura Gerling. Today I will be playing High Elf Bard Meredith Winvert. She tried to run away with the circus once when she was nine. No one noticed she was gone and now she's back at the circus again. Here we go again. (laughs) The temptation returns. James Barbarossa. Hello. Hi. Hello. My name is James Barbarossa. My pronouns are he, him, and I will be blessing you all with the wonders of every NPC in this game today. So you are welcome. 
Amazing. Pip Gladwin! Well, I'm not going to say it now. Yeah, bless wow. my go. Dog beast. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Pip Gladwin. Um, I will be playing uh, to Brandon Cragg, a constable in the Harbour Guard, and now seriously considering whether it was a good idea to bring his two young adult charges uh, to a magic carnival that appears to be uh, in a different time that we can't yeah yeah life choices oh he said constable oops <laughs> <laughs> and finally maddie searle hello i am maddie my pronouns are currently she he they and i am playing isadora ravenwood the half dark elf necromancer uh, who has left Horace behind to mind uh, Cafe Pirelli while we're all off having a little adventure. Uh, but yeah, might have to whip him back if we get into a scrap. Just <laughs> arrives with a latte in his hand. Who whip you back? Who knows if magic can work like that across time? <gasps> oh no. What if, what if there's a different necromancer in the time that you're in? <gasps> what if Horace is like still alive? Oh my God. And you just summon like you a guy. You summon a meat summon a man. man. As a guy. <laughs> just a dude. Just a guy. <laughs> and and I'm like, Horace. And he's just like, no, my name's Andrew. I'm writing that down. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So there is one more person that I'd like to introduce you to, and that is Liz Campbell, who's joining us straight from the future, picking up some lines for her character, Zon Groff Growlshack. Take it away, Liz. Hi, I'm Liz Campbell. I play Zon Groff Growlshack, the orc rogue and member of the Harbor Guard, and actually just an NPC in this. Uh, James originally did the voices for my character in this little miniseries, but Zach very kindly let me come back and overdub uh, his uh, lines. So yeah, you'll be hearing me if you wonder who that random voice is in your series. Amazing. <laughs> um, so last we left off, our players were at the Carnival du Vale, where uh, a member of the Harbor Guard, in fact, two members of the Harbor Guard vanished uh, mysteriously, and they've all gone to check up on them. They discover that one of the members of the Harbor Guard, Pine Silver, was parading as a ticket attendant known as Riley. He seems utterly convinced that he is this person and has no idea who Pine Silver is. Hmm. You attempted to get rid of the mind control on Pine Silver, but that did not seem to work. You find yourself in this carnival, this mysterious carnival, where it is night all of a sudden when it was day before and magic seems to be happening in strange and mysterious ways we ended on you finding zongroff one of the other missing harbor guard members and one of your companion of heroes is acting as the carnival barker one cassandra winter blossom hmm We'll pick right up there if everyone's ready to go. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Zongroff's voice echoes across the Midway area as she announces the show. Welcome one and welcome all to the Carnival du Vale! You're all standing as Zongroff is adulated by this huge uh, audience of people so excited to be at the carnival. As these words echo out, 
Please, could I get a constitution saving throw from everyone? Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Cool, this is looking great for me. Um, I rolled a 12 with my massive plus zero. What'd you get, Jasper? Um... I think that Andos is just welcoming all that the carnival might give him. Uh-huh. Uh, so you failed. I rolled a natural one. Yeah. Yeah. A natural oh. one. With a Good. Yeah. Andos is in many ways open-minded today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Pip, what you get? Must become one with the carnival. Um, I don't know what's about to happen, mm-hmm. um, but I think uh, Torbrennan's like defenses are lowered at this point, seeing his, you know, his friend and captain that he, you know, deeply respects and like has come to really understand over the the last few years in a situation that he knows would mortify her. Mm-hmm. She's not a public speaker. She's not. Uh, she doesn't like to be up in front of mm-hmm. people. She's a practical, quite private human being. So this is this is uh, 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 I mean orc I should say orc being. Um, orc being. Um, uh, so I think there's this like moment of outrage, uh, and then I roll a five. Okay, and finally, Laura, what's what's Meredith on? So it's a cheeky six. Um, <laughs> did I get yeah. the best roll? I think you did. You yeah. actually, you 100% did. With a paltry 12, <laughs> Isadora <laughs> had the best roll. The softest girl. The softest girl. Above average. Above average, thank you. I, yeah, I can't. I legally cannot have a constitution modifier higher than zero if I want to cast my spells at full power. <laughs> As a necromancer. As a necromancer. You must be frail. <laughs> magic to work. Isadora, it's not a terribly high DC, and shockingly, you pass. Cool. Everyone else <laughs> absolutely fucking doesn't. Oh, shit. Wow. Strange. Surprising. What you witness, Isadora, is Zongroff giving this big speech, and you feel this wave wash over you of spell effect and you have enough uh, salience to kind of like recognize what is happening. You look over at your other companions and you just see this wash of euphoria (sighs) come over their face. For the rest of you, everything is fine. This is normal. We should go see the show the exciting first night at this carnival and you're all happy to be here yeah yeah are we still are we still ourselves yeah you're still yourself but there's nothing wrong here why would cool everything seems fine yeah Uh, genuinely nothing has changed for andos (laughs) (laughs) andos remains the same anyone yeah anyone who failed uh enjoy cheeky disadvantage on your next roll and also andos that's two disadvantages for you for that natural one. Easy. No problems. No doubts. Is that you roll three d20 and you have to take the lowest of the three? Wow. Yeah. Great. You take the middle one. <laughs> uh, everyone okay? Uh, yeah. Re- remembering that we're on a on a mission to save Songrafford, Pine, and everyone here? Well, I, my mission was always just to, to, to find out about the carnival. So uh, uh, that's what I'm planning to do. Go to the show. Uh, should be should be great. 
be. I wonder if they have a coconut shy. And so Brennan's going to run off and try and find a coconut shy. No. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm mostly just here to live in the moment and enjoy the show, I reckon. Um, I used to get taken to the circus a lot by my nanny when I was younger. Um, she was seeing a clown. Um, and it's just bringing back some, like, wholesome memories, you know? Just, I think this might be my new happy place. Okay, uh, I, I think you might have had some whammy put on you by not Zongroff. So, ha, huh, um, can I kind of rack my brain and try and think if there's anything I can do myself to try and snap them out of it? I've had some whammy put on me. Hmm. Yeah, roll me an intelligence check. Any relevant background in magic, I'd say, would, would help. Sweet. If I'm not being stopped, uh, I'm probably going to try and find the fortune teller just because that's always been a point i'd love to see isadora try and stop you <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> intrigue. just yeah. uh just suck uh, all his life force out you're good at that just do yeah, that yeah yeah just yeah, hit just him with you. one of your <laughs> horrifying putrid <laughs> evil spells yeah yeah uh i got a 27 wow to, ki- to kill him? <laughs> you got a 27. I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a natural 17 plus 7 plus 3. Guys, this is real fun. I uh, really enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll so have nice fun to playing have you, with my Thank skeleton. Thank you happy Thank Jasper. You. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Isadora, you think that you with that 26, and I'll let you do this, but you will have to catch the ones who have run away mm-hmm. that you could probably put some kind of a spell on them and I'll let you do that as a free I'm not going to make you roll for that but you do need to locate and catch each of them as they go through <laughs> their different uh, adventures uh, is Meredith going anywhere? I think she's gone to try and find the clowns I was just I was just imagining you like you, you look after uh, uh, Andos as he's as he's he's moving off till Brandon's like rushed off towards a coconut shy and then you, you turn around and just Meredith just full face making out with a random magician yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh see I was gonna say full face clown makeup um, amazing we're gonna start which one of these do you want to start with Isadora as you go and attempt to catch each of these people I feel like um, Tor Brennan feels like the sturdiest, most kind of comfortable, uh, authoritative figure that I would want to get first so that he can help round up the other <laughs> more more wild members of the party. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. <laughs> Tor Brennan, you find this uh, coconut shy. What is a coconut shy for the audience and not me? It's the one where the coconuts are on the coconuts are on the little stand and you throw a thing to knock them off. Amazing. And you get a prize. And you get a prize. Uh, you, you see that, uh, in fact, Tor Brennan is the closest, who has, like, run off to uh, one of the stands that is uh, being operated. And you see that this, this stand is being operated by this hulking Torterra woman, like, muscled out the wazoo and is just, like, Looking at this puny Tor Brennan, uh, who's like slapped down hold some on. silver. Puny hold Tor on. Brennan. <laughs> hello there. Well, he- hello. Hello there, little one. How are oh, you well, doing? I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a lovely time. Um, wonderful, wonderful. Little one. I wonder if I might um try my hand at at your uh, little game here. Well, what are the what are the prizes? Absolutely. Well, there's a number of prizes. It's uh, most of it is. 
it's clown themed. Um, that's what I've got. Uh, but but you know, there's clown. There's little clown puppets. There's little clown dolls. There's there's clown masks. But any of that take your fancy? Uh, yes, I I I I, I think so. Let well, let's see how I do, shall we? Yeah, give it your best shot. And I'll like throw money at this person, not literally. Um, and uh, my ranged attacks are terrible, so this is. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. they were. Roll me a dexterity <laughs> check. <laughs> and seeing as this is your next roll, it's a disadvantage. Disadvantage. Cool. So the higher of the two dice is an eight. And the lower of the two dice is a uh, a natural one. Okay, Isadora. <laughs> a, a ball hits you square in the face. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, you tap Tor Brennan on the shoulder, who rather yeah. than release the ball, uh, or wait to release the ball, just releases the ball squarely in your face. Uh, roll me a d6, Tor Brennan. Oh God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Two. You take two points of damage as your nose breaks and blood starts to pour out of your nose. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, young lady. This is a t- this is time. I do so apologize. You really must be more careful. It's okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. Are you all right? Um, uh, Reddin, um oh. where where are my responses on this? Like, where is is everything still fine? Is this fine? Well, uh, like the carnival's okay. fine. You did just hit Isadora in the okay. face. Okay, okay, that's, that's not good. good. Okay, right. Well, then I will uh, immediately oh, go. I'm so sorry. Um, and I'll I will. Oh, what are we gonna do? Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll sort of grab Isadora's hand and kind of just gently pull her sort of torso down a little bit so I can reach up and reset her nose. Just lay on hands. Oh. I'm fully spending one of my lay on hands is to do oh. this, which is. Uh, <laughs> Colossal waste. Oh, you, you gotta help me fix this. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you think what else horrible could happen oh, today? Yeah, this is else. clearly the worst possible this thing the, that could happen. This is the worst possible thing that could happen. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, Tor Brennan touches your nose, it glows, and you hear as it resets. Oh, oh um, thank you. Thank the gods. I'm so. I could get in so much trouble for this. Oh, no. Oh, it's just uh, not your fault. I'm, please, that was, that was all me. Um, I told her. Uh, I. I told Madam Winterblossom that I'm not supposed to be running stalls like these. I'm a, I'm the strong woman. I can't be here. Oh, oh, straight, strange. Uh, what, what, what? Were you moved recently, or? No, just I. It, uh, oh, it's just that Madam Winterblossom said to all go out and uh, run one of the stalls uh, so that before the show I can show off that I'm the strong, I'm the strong, I'm the strongest woman. Uh, in the world, but but I, I told her I'm I'm not cut out for, for this. I, I I'm not great at face to face interaction. I'll, I'm on stage. I'm the strongest. But nice. oh, I just didn't want to get in trouble. Jeez. Thank you so much for sorting this out. No, it's really fine. Um, this this uh, Madam uh, Winter Blossom. She she see I believe that's her up on the the stand there uh, uh, announcing to, that's to everybody. That's her. Yeah. She seems lovely, very approachable. But I, I'm sure I could go and have a word with her about this. And uh, oh well, no, just don't don't let her know. She, she, it's fine. You've sorted it out. She she doesn't need to know. I, it's it. Uh, I just want. Uh, I'm sure she would just want her first night to um go smoothly and i want that too um and and you know it's just this is the first show and i don't want to get thrown out right yes well uh, that that would be a, sh- a shame what, what what can we do uh, 
would it help if we, would, should we patronize your uh, your uh, your stand some more, or would it be better oh, for us to uh, leave you to it? I mean, what? Well, uh, no, you can you can give it another shot if that's what would happen. Uh, uh, you do what you want. I don't know. Uh. Um, Tor Brennan, uh, this seems like a very important interaction that you are having, <laughs> but I saw over there there's a stand selling clown-themed mustache accessories. So I think. We should go check that out right now. Mm, okay. Yes. Well, just for me, just remember to make it back for the for my portion of the show. I, I don't want to get upstaged by the tightrope walker. Well, oh, we'll we'll make sure to cheer really loudly when it's course. your bit. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, and I, as 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 Isidore is sort of pulling me away, uh, <laughs> I roll a ten uh, to throw my last little ball at a coconut. Like the biggest one. <laughs> you do hit the coconuts, and it does look mildly impressive. Mildly. Oh, you could get a little clown mask. For that. Oh, thank you. There you go. I'll sort of grab it as as Isidore is straining to pull my dense form away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, at least I'm kind of glad it was the mask that could come in useful, but also we need to go. Uh, as you're doing this, uh, how are you going to attempt to kind of remove this mind control off Tor Brennan? Uh trying to think because all of my magic is very deathy so <laughs> i mean if you kill me that'll that'll end the mind control mm, yes yeah, i could try and kill the enchantment <laughs> i'm not gonna make you roll for it because that was a colossal check you did to to figure it out so i'm happy for you to just tell me what this looks like cool i'm gonna rub my hands together and kind of black purple sparks are going to um spring up between my fingers and I'm going to lay both ha- one hand on each of Tor Brennan's temples um, having to lean down a bit to do that uh, and I think uh, you, Tor Brennan, feels a kind of like an ice cream headache oh. and slowly your your faculties return to normal I didn't even get any ice cream yet <laughs> <laughs> Amazing uh, Did it had what happened? I think that the not Zongroff speech made you think the carnival was great right okay and why am i holding a clown mask you won it at a coconut shy do you, would you like it not really but it might be useful if we need uh, to fine hide somewhere uh, i'll keep it then can i get yeah perception check from both of you please sure that's 14 for me there we go uh 24 nice amazing Isadora, you, you, as this happens, see in the background, you see Andos just run past and, like, pelt into the fortune teller's tent. For Brennan... Hello! What you see as, as Isadora's spotting that, one of the clowns is watching you, and they're not painted faces. They are just masks. Okay. They're Harlequin masks and like full body suits. We hate to see it. Mm-hmm. And you see one of them watching you as all this kind of magic stuff happens and just very crookedly twist its head. Stop it. Just watching you for a moment. And then Andos runs by and into the fortune teller tent. Is this like a, I'm distracted by, by, by Andos running past and then when I look back, the clown is gone? Precisely. Cool. <laughs> Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Normal stuff. Normal normal, 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 cool stuff. Would you like to grab Andos? Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is when I reveal my deep-seated fear of clowns, which was second only to my previously deep-seated fear of ghosts. <laughs> if there's a ghost clown in this sack, then uh, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
die. Um, Simply die. Simply yeah, perish. sure. I'm going to tackle him. Good luck. I'm going to form tackle him. I'm just going to try and grab Good him luck. and take him to the ground. I could take a ghost clown. Easy. I'm a wily little bastard, so try try to catch me. I'm not trying to hurt him, but I'm just trying to stop him from... I'm just I'm just trying to stop him from running. Amazing. Can I get an opposed uh, dexterity and strength check? Strength from Tor Brennan and dexterity from Andos. Great. Are we, are we are we adding backgrounds to this? No, no, no backgrounds. All right, no backgrounds. How good? How good? Do you want twenty-four? Twenty-four. Hey, what'd you get? Twenty-six. Oh, no. What? Wow. Uh, you uh, and us are grabbed <laughs> from the waist. <laughs> it's more sort of the upper thighs, uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> and taken to the ground uh, by this dwarf and, yeah. that is surprisingly burly. Surprising. No, what are you do? Get. Up. You have three seconds to release me. Three, I will two, let go of him, but I'm sort one. of and pull and pull myself up to my feet, which is a uh, uh, not as far, so it, it's way quicker for me to get upright. Uh, professor, what is the meaning of this? Pro- professor, professor, yes, I believe you have been affected by the mind control. And, and I, with my other hand, I'm like gesturing behind me uh, to Isadora. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm circling around behind the professor to reach out. Sorry, you believe? So let me clarify. <laughs> you believe that you know something about what's going on in my mind and. <laughs> God damn it! You were right. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for that. I'm still going in this tent, but I really appreciate it. I'm not, I'm not saying we don't go and see the fortune teller. I'm just saying I don't think it was in your best interest to go in Ooh. there with that attitude, if that makes yes. sense. Absolutely. That was, well, Madame Winterblossom is truly living up to the name. Wow, that is incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oof, I felt ten foot tall and you've... Uh, you made me stop feeling that good. I haven't felt that why you know a while. Yes, no, actually. I had the same it, <gasps> kind of like alive. Yes, you know. I, I, and now I feel just this sort of yeah. endless pit of sadness uh, welling up inside me once again. Mm. There it is. Oh, okay, nothing to fill that void, I guess. <laughs> anyway, we should carry on. I was going to uh, suggest we could go and see the fortune teller, just because. I'm sort of interested as to what kind of uh, magics they are using in there, or if indeed it is just a uh, ruse, some sort of uh, trickery, a sort of magician, if you will. Could, could you be persuaded to hold <laughs> just briefly while we collect our final member, as it oh, were? Oh, are we missing someone? Who are we missing? Yes, Me- Me- Meredith. Ah, uh, the Meredith. criminal. Young, young mm. Meredith, yes, yes. Mm. Do they deserve... Ref- refor- reforming. Do they deserve your time and effort? They- they do, they do they they do they do they they um I don't again I'm I'm not sure if you have read the news we um we saved the city uh, about a, about have I read a, the news? It's about a year ago we no I do not concern myself with these lowly people and their newspapers. The undying king returned the 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 the, the ancient undead necromancer he returned. And Sounds awfully dull. Let's the, find the criminal. Come on. We, <laughs> Frog marches you away. <laughs> I don't even know um, what direction I'm going in. I just Andros just starts walking. Um, Meredith, you find yourself uh, looking for the clowns, yeah. uh, and, and the rest of you see her kind of poking around in different tents. And you see she enters one of the tents 
and you follow swiftly behind her. As you come in and grab her, you all look around and see just a cavalcade of jaunty, masked individuals just not speaking. Can I borrow one of those masks? Because I just really feel like I could be a clown as well, you know? And are you saying this to one of the clowns? Yeah. You see it just kind of looks at you kind of confusedly and kind of starts to reach out towards you, almost just like grabbing your face. (laughs) I like go to hold hands. (laughs) Uh, And just as it's about to grab you, you hear this bellowing voice come into the tent as this large orcish gentleman kind of blusters in. For those of you who know him, this is Rick Tuk Zongroff's brother. Oh, shit. Damn, Rick Tuk, you're a clown now too. What are, what are you doing in here? Are you meddling with my clowns? Oh, your clowns? I am the chief clown, Orion Winterblossom. You see this, uh, that the person you used to know as Rick Tuk, now Orion Winterblossom, is wearing... <laughs> A wearing the only painted face in the place, sad clown makeup. <laughs> Can you not see that I am a clown? Who? Oh, wow, if it isn't Orion in the flesh, wow, impressive. Hello, I'm pleasure to meet you. Uh, uh, I'll sort of go over and offer a hand. Sorry, do I know you? Do, do I know you? You don't know me, but I know all about you and this carnival. I must say it is absolutely living up to the billing. Quite an impressive operation you have in here and the way that you take folks and possess them. Absolutely fascinating. I would love to talk to you some more about that, but I just must say, I am a big, big fan. It's definitely very whimsical. (laughs) (laughs) So Brennan's gone quite pale. Yeah. Um, Meredith, uh, I see that you are really fascinated by the clowns. Uh, Torbrun actually just won a mask over at the Coconut Shy. Let me just put it on for you. And as I put it on... Yeah, I'm literally just literally just sort of like, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Just kind of hand it yeah. to you without yeah. even looking at you. I put it on and reach out my hands to either temple and discharge the same purple and black sparks. So I have to ask Orion, when you aren't possessing the body of someone who's wandered into the carnival, where does you where do you go? You know, are you a sort of a nebulous floating entity or or, or, or do you kind of put in a jar or or uh, What the hell are you talking about? Oh, you know what I'm talking Come on, we all, what? We, all we all know what we you know, you're you're aware of what's I'm a clown. <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> I'm not a, a You don't look as good as the other clowns. Like They've all got a vibe, and you're like a different vibe. It's like I they're a boy band, and you're a solo artist, but like not not in a good way, not in like a there's just something off, you know. I am the most jaunty, whimsical clown in this place, um, and I'd thank you to remember that. Yes, thank you, Meredith. And if that's what you want to tell yourself, then that's fine um you I know am like so sorry if this little criminal this little crook <laughs> yeah well seems like a crook a ne'er-do-well that's not very fun at all i don't think that's kind um i don't think that's kind i'm gonna whisper to isadora and just be like hit him with the 
thing. I will, and I'll do a bunch of gestures you probably don't understand, um, and then sort of go and stand with Meredith, and I'm just going to try and add to keeping not Rick Tuck's uh, attention. Cool. I'm. I'm. I think Isadora is not sure if this will work because she's wondering if this is the kind of larger ambient mm-hmm. um, mind control, whereas the one that was on her friends was seemed more like a kind of wash of euphoria. So mm-hmm. she's. But she's going to try anyway, and she's just going to go up to Rick slash Orion and say, "Oh, um, hi. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just love your makeup so much. Oh well, thank you. Can I get a closer <laughs> look? Absolutely. It is the most intricate and jaunty and fun makeup in this place. Great. Uh, I'm just going to reach up and just uh, hold your head so I can get a good look. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, uh, and you hear this as the spell goes off. You see the expression momentarily gets wiped off of Rick Took's face. Ugh. Where Rick Took suddenly has this kind of moment of salience and sees uh, Tor Brennan. Rick Took. Tor- so Brennan, what are you doing here? Well, uh, I'm, I came to find... Well, you're... Uh, what the... I have enough of this. I want you to get your hands off my face, young lady. Sorry, sorry. As that is said, all of the clowns collectively turn towards you and, like, seem to want to square up. Like, you're doing something Well, they do not like. Listen, we... Get them, boys. Chuck them out of this place. Square up, back to the <laughs> well, well, just They start to approach. Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, I'm sorry, I just wanted... I think that there's been a misunderstanding here, okay? We're just a couple of carnival goers that are just trying to do some cool carnival things, and we... Then get out and enjoy the carnival. Okay, okay. Could you just... Uh, just one just one last question. You, uh... What? You, you, would you... So, uh, could we... Talk to? Could you maybe put in a word or something? Could we have a little conversation with Madame Winterbull Blossom? We, we, we just have some questions we'd love to ask her about the carnival. We're kind of in, interested in possibly franchising out the carnival. You know, you sort of got such an impressive operation going here. Perhaps we could do a sort of secondary, sort of smaller carnival, and we'd love to discuss the possibility with her. Uh, well, she'll be around, but don't you try any funny business with my sister. You got that? But I thought you loved funny business. That's kind of your whole vibe, you said. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go while he's confused. Get out of the goddamn tent. Get out of the tent. <laughs> run, run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, run, run. Could I, as this has all happened, could I get a quick, like, I'm going to say a wisdom check or an intelligence check from all of you, just to kind of see if you can, like, pick up some clues about what is happening here based on what you've all witnessed across all these different events. Uh, any backgrounds going to be relevant here? What kind of... Uh, anything uh, about noticing patterns or picking up on people's uh, nuances or magic. One of one of, one of of those. Maybe not one for me then. That's a 15 for me with my student background. 17 for me. No background. Mm-hmm. It's an 18 for me. I've used my runaway background because I'm observant. Okay. If that's allowed. Uh, if you'll allow me to use my conspiracy theorist background, um, then that is a 23 again. Yeah, nice. Wait. Okay. Meredith, what you've noticed through all of this is that everyone you've talked to who you know for a fact is someone else. There are moments where Andos is asking them, you know, who are you really? What's going on? 
and none of them really have acknowledged that there is something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, these people do seem to be genuinely believing that they are the people that they claim to be. Like, you pick up on the genuineness of the feelings that they have. Jasper, what Andos picks up in all this is, I'm going to say it's kind of this ambient magical stuff that's going on is as you leave all of these people, as you've kind of walked around and seen, you know, one instance of interacting with this person, the other is they each kind of go back to, it's very strange because like you, you, you see this happening with like Riley and with uh, Orion. And whenever you disrupt these people, they go back to like the preset thing that they were doing before. It's almost like they're like a track. Exactly. Yeah. NPCs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Literally. Yep. 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 Cool. 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 <laughs> Do I notice? Could I notice whether Madame Winterblossom does the same thing? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm trying to establish like, do any of them jump out as like having a slightly different mm. air? Because I think that part of like the part of the like study with all of this is like, is it, is, is it like finding those patterns, right? Yeah. The reason I was able to figure out where this was going to be is because I literally saw the pattern in it. So I think like- Followed the pattern. As we are going around, I'm going to basically try and find anyone who appears to be- Stand out. Yeah, like, cause I'm guessing like anyone who's like more observant, who's just like, not just sort of going with the general flow as like trying to orchestrate or stand out or look around or- The thing that you are surprised by is that there isn't and that's what's fascinating is there is a you expected there to be someone around here who's like mustache twirly right can i yes this is crazy can i take a little bit you know i i scraped a little bit off of the wall yeah can i take like a little little finger dip it in and like taste it is this organic like are we and i was like are we inside some sort of extra planar creature right now? <laughs> are, we, are we in a big mimic? <laughs> like, is this whole thing is like one, we're in like an anglefish, oh. and this carnival is its little, like, light up, I love glowy that. thing. Because um, I've heard of creatures like this before. That's really fun. You taste it, and I'm going to ask you to make a constitution saving throw, but Naturally. you can choose to fail it if you'd like. Yes, I'm choosing to fail. Ooh. Oh, hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> okay. Oh, that really has a kick to it. <coughs> you vomit everywhere. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So sorry. Ew. What you see is this kind of hallucinogenic moment. Whoa. And it's more feelings than images. It's this kind of repeating feeling of like. Euphoria, joy, love, betrayal, death, (laughs) anger, destruction. And it's just cyclical. It keeps going. It's anger, betrayal, love, passion, death, 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 death. And it just keeps happening. It's these waves of something. And it's deeply intertwined with magic. And what I think... You know, with that big swing of, like, putting it in your mouth. (laughs) This feels like a spell gone wrong. Mm. Something has happened here to severely elevate and disrupt Mm. a spell happening here that has caused 
what feels to you like this looping, repeating thing that will not stop. It cannot stop. Mm. And you don't know, you don't know why, you don't know what, but you feel that specifically the love, passion, anger, jealousy, and death. Right. Ooh. Can I, uh, is there, can I sense any kind of like, is the, does the, now I have even tentatively some sort of connection to this magic. Is there any like center? Does it feel like there is any kind of, uh, am I drawn to any particular part Ooh. of the carnival or? Um, yes. There is one person mm. that everything feels centered on. And you see this, like, this is the one image you get. It is this hulking, enormous, tortoise-like person, who, if you've been watching, is the strong woman, Angelique. Interesting. Interesting. Everything seems centered on her. Also turn around to the group and say, well, this is rather fascinating. Something has gone a little awry here. I thought this was some sort of... Uh, how do you know, like, malevolent force, ancient astral being, perhaps, that is using it, using all of us to feed itself, something like that. But I think perhaps maybe I was a little wrong. This feels like a sort of um, spell. Uh, 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 you know when uh, certain uh, d d wizards, magicians, will, will uh, create an expanding, ever-expanding space inside of a smaller space? You know, that kind of thing. But imagine if someone else was to come along and sort of uh, do a little, uh, pull at the strings of that spell a little bit, twist them around, get them a little bit knotted. That place could become a furious hellscape that you wouldn't be able to escape and the door keeps moving and there's things and, you know, it's a real kind of like that. Um, so, there's two ways I see of fixing this. One is we untangle and unpick that particular, uh, those particular threads of this spell, and we see if we can return it back to something of its original form. Perhaps it was something positive, something good, something wonderful, something whimsical, something fun. Or we could just blow the whole thing up. With, with, with everyone in it. Well, yes, we just sort of counteract the spell and we'll see where it all takes us. Let's... I think let's uh, let's let's shelve that that option for for now. Okay. I'm very much in the unpicking and perhaps getting all of the innocent people here out. That's that's where I stand. <sighs> I know it might be a little bit more work. Okay. But um. That's the thing. I was supposed to have a meeting at five today, but I guess I could move it. Oh well, if you're finished here, if you're done with this magical carnival, <laughs> then please by all means. I'm joking, right. my friend. You wouldn't tear me away from this place even <laughs> if you tried, even with your big brawny muscles. Look at you. You're such a strong little little man. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, well, if we are going to start... Tom Brandon Tom Brandon very much Sorry? struggling with the fact now that since he joined the Harbour Guard, he's kind of not really allowed to just hit whoever he wants anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just this, like, longing for the days of being a vigilante where you kind of punched people first and asked questions later. Are you okay? You have a, a, a vein bulging on your head. You know, a friend of mine, actually, he was a little bit insensitive about his height. He actually got some things called heels. They're sort of like a heeled boot. Makes him appear taller than he actually is. It's done wonders for his confidence. You could try it out sometime. You, you can just hear the sound of sort of uh, a, a metal chainmail glove scraping against itself as Torbrennan's <laughs> fist <laughs> tightens. Amazing. Uh, you all uh, see that 
the carnival barker, Zongroff, Cassandra, uh, is no longer there. And it does seem that many of the audience members here, all of the attendants, are filing into the uh, enormous show tent. Seems like the show's about to start. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Roll up, roll up. Come to watch the main event. Okay, we need to try and find the strong woman, Angelique. I think that the magic is somehow connected to her. So if we want to start unraveling this thing, then... We we need to get to, to to her. She she was over by the by the coconut shy. I I met her just now when I was still okay. mind controlled. Is she still over there? She is not. It does appear that all the performers have gone in ready for the show. She'll probably be in the show. Right. But we we need to keep our head on a swivel and try to spot her. Now, Meredith, you little yes. crook. I've got a little. Stop calling me that. Uh, I've got a little job for you. Okay, for you specifically. Now. Well, maybe I'll do it. I don't know anyone in my entire existence who will fa- finds a way to cut through to the core of someone so swiftly and with such abandon as you. So. I'm going to put you in charge of talking to Angelique. Now, what we need to do is figure out who she really is, because I think that someone in there has something to do with this spell, whether they cast it originally, or that the person that messed with it, I don't know yet. So, I tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be in charge of talking to Angelique, um, but that's because... Marvelous, that's all you have to say. That's like the end of the sentence, if you want to. You can just, and we can all just, you know... I should do that, not because you've put me in charge of that. Um, Okay. I just think that's what I should be doing. Um, of course, whatever. But thanks for your input. Okay. Um, I fascinated. I've studied planes and universes the world over, but wow, a teenager, with just a real full sense of themselves is terrifying and absolutely baffling. 
<laughs> uh, would you all like to go okay. in and kind of observe the show uh, now, or would you like to do something else? Maybe snoop around? Up to you. I'll throw a worried, faintly longing glance back towards where we met all those clowns, and then, I guess, go into the tent. I can't think of anything smarter to do than that. Yeah, yeah should I try and sneak, sort of, backstage or whatever to try and find... Angelique. Um, <laughs> you can definitely sneak backstage, see what you can find during the show if you'd like. Um, but probably you'll see she will be going out, uh, you know, in the circus ring and doing a performance of some variety. Okay. As well. But you're more than welcome to see if there's like stuff going on backstage. Yeah, I want to put the clown mask on and go backstage. Amazing. That's a good if call. Okay. Anyone else got stuff to do? I'll just look at Meredith and be like, yeah, cool, whatever. That's a totally bad idea. You should just, like, not do that, I guess. <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> Don't tell me what to do! And then I just, <laughs> just, just works like a charm. I think that worked. <laughs> I think that worked. Okay. Good. Uh, I think I'm, I'm having a breakthrough. This is good. I'll try and sort of ca- catch her for a second and just be like, please be careful. I mean... I'll be as careful as I need to be, but um Don't don't be careful. Just, don't try reverse psychology on me. Where'd you get that idea? That doesn't work it on me. It just worked on you, just it's fine. Go oh fine. No, it didn't. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> could I uh could I actually grab a little sidebar with uh Isadora real quick? I just wanna uh Isadora. Mm-hmm. I I could be way off piece here. But I'm wondering the uh, souls that seem to be possessing your your good good friends, you don't happen to notice any sort of magical signature there, do you? I'm just wondering whether perhaps these are dead souls uh, that are sort of stuck on some loop, or whether they've been manufactured. Uh, if you could uh, maybe detect whether they it's a similar school of magic to the to the type that you use, it, it might tell us a few things. I, I would do it myself, but I'm not so well-versed in that creepy fucking bring people back from the dead stuff that you do, which is honestly <laughs> horrifying, but, you know, impressive nonetheless. <laughs> so, yeah, do you uh, reckon you could have a little little scan? <laughs> sure, that, I think that sounds like a good idea. I've been really trying to figure out whether they are, um, in fact, uh, just sort of programmed with um, fake identities or whether they're real um, real consciousnesses that have been, been put inside these these living bodies. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have a, li- a look and see. My, my, my leading thought at the moment is that perhaps this is a snippet in time, you know, that the mm. souls that are here were once actually here and this is what they did on that actual night and this is sort of a, uh, if you will, a, 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 a captured moment. Uh, uh, we are yeah. frozen in that particular time and, 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 and one of us will be assuming the role of stabbed to death. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yes, a reenactment with a real a real indeed. big finale. Cool. Yes, indeed. <gasps> I wonder if Oh boy. Okay. Yes. I'm just starting to wonder who is stabbed to death. Angelique seems to be at the core of this. Maybe Angelique's the one that's stabbed to death, or instigates the stabbing to death. It's something to do with Angelique. <laughs> we should be careful. Okay, cool. we probably shouldn't have said it to child criminal if backstage. That's probably a bad idea, but oh well, that's happened now. <laughs> She's dead to us. What a shame. Right, <laughs> shall we head inside? Yes, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for uh, aura or, or feelers out for necromantic energies. Yes. That would be lovely. Thank you. I appreciate your help. You are a 
fantastic student. I'm a uh, really, really big, big fan of your work. Just, uh, just, uh, and if you want to come by and, and, and we can have some uh, private lectures, I'd love to hear more about the necromancy stuff. But just make sure, as always, you know, leave all that shit at the door because I, I don't want it coming into my office. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, cool. Praise from a professor. <laughs> like, one hundred percent. Like this guy has tenure. And yeah. they haven't they been able. Get they rid cannot of get rid of him. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Trust me, it's like he is a part of the woodwork. Like he, you try to remove him, but he'd have secret doors in his office which lead to other parts of the school. So it would be almost impossible to actually physically remove him. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so all of you head into uh, the show tent as you get into your various positions. First of all, could I get a dexterity check from? Meredith to try and kind of slink about. I'm going to say this is going to be with uh, advantage. Yeah. Is it not disadvantage because it's my first roll since... True, good point. Uh, It'll go flat because I'm giving you advantage for the clown mask, okay? Fabulous. Okay, and it's dexterity. Can I add a background? Can I add my runaway background for being sneaky? You may absolutely add your runaway background to be sneaky. Stunning. Okay, so that is 21. 21, amazing. Uh, At the same time, just because I'm going to get the rolls out the way and then we're going to let the good times roll. Uh, (laughs) um, Can I also get a perception check for you to check out what's going on here? Again, I will let you add that runaway background. For me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this time, because you've done so well on that, that can be with advantage. And this is wisdom. Thank you. 26. Oh my goodness, amazing. We will come back to that uh, momentarily. Fantastic stuff. Fabulous. Could I now get your intelligence roll for your magic, Isadora, to try and do some scans on these people that you know and try and figure out what is going on there uh, with their... Are they spirits? What What's going on here? Yeah, uh, let's... let's. Ooh, that's a, a natural 18 plus 7 without a black background. Uh, I'll let you add any background uh, to do with magic or necromancy. That's 28 total if wow. I use my student background. <laughs> Big fucking rolls. Is there Are there any rolls that uh, either uh, Andos or Torbrennan want to do while the show is going on? You don't have to, but um, just in case you want to at- take advantage of this moment, you're welcome to. Um, apart from what we've kind of like discussed already, like apart- keeping, keeping an yeah. eye out for uh, the strong woman. Sweet. I would like to uh, see if I can start to piece together the cycle of emotions that I felt. Um, like, if is there a? So I've I've had joy already. So we kind of I feel like we've gone through that, like the elation. They're like, oh, we're here at the carnival, but we're starting to now get towards the other ones. And I can't remember the exact order that you sort of set them in, but I think we were getting towards like jealousy. You had and love. I know it ends with death, 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 but and jealousy. Oh yeah. So like so love. I'm gonna be pivoting to see if any of the quote unquote main characters seem to be having a moment of love. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. Uh. I will say, can I get a perception check? It's not a hard DC, just DC 10 uh, from you and us. It is with disadvantage. That's true. Uh, I was reminded. Thank you. Uh, Okay. And this is, uh, what did you say? Which one is this? Either wisdom or charisma. I'll let you decide. Both the same. So that's absolutely fine. Great. Uh, Oh, okay. Fine. The lower of those is a 17. Oh, amazing. Okay. We're going to narrate the results of these as we go into the show. Okay. Great. So you all enter into the this enormous 
carnival show tent where there's a sand lot in the middle, bleachers all around, and a huge organ on the far side of the room that just seems to be ambiently playing this melody that keeps going uh, on and on and on. You take your seats, or in other people's cases, you nestle into a quiet corner backstage, and you see the lights dim, a hush comes over the crowd, and the voice of Zongroth echoes as the show begins. Distinguished guests, honored audience, welcome one and welcome all to the Carnival du Vale. The audience cheers loudly as jaunty carnival music begins to play from the organ, uh, and you see Zongroth is illuminated in a bright spotlight in the center of the ring. <laughs> On this, our opening night, we seek nothing more than to thrill and amaze you at this evening's performance. From the death-defying stunts of Marco, whose heights of boldness and balance on the tightrope know no bounds. Marco, that's Marco, that's Marco. Yes, I've heard a lot about Marco. Really impressive. Honestly, you're gonna love this. It's just kind of, just kind of golf clapping. <laughs> just golf clapping. I, like. I'll, I'll shoot uh, Tom Brennan a look and be like, ah, dare you disrespect Marco? Clap louder. Clap much louder. If any, if anything, the golf clap becomes slightly more sarcastic at this point. I'm gonna grab <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can do. I'm gonna grab Torbrenner's tiny little hands and just clap them together. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> to the unstoppable force that is Angelique, the strongest woman in the world. That's her. That's her. Hendrix will. will. Oh, yes. Woo! Angelique! Woo! Woo! Yes! Woo! Okay, yeah. Woo! <laughs> we will shock and astound you. And let's not forget the hilarious antics of our clowns. <laughs> At this, you see a brigade of clowns spill out onto the floor. Leading the way is Richter, who kind of bandies about this ringed area and these performances of these jaunty harlequin masked clowns is vaguely setting you all in weird okay. not at ease weirdly strange this isn't okay i feel so comfortable boogily boogily i am a clown all the people i care about being puppeted around for a joke this is awful you seem to have a certain affection for that uh orion the the, the really really freaky dude at the front there it's, what's up with that are you yes i i know him he's uh, is he your uh, lover? Oddly enough, they're playing my brother. No, um, oddly enough, they're playing brother and sister here, and our brother and sister in real life. Oh, and you? This is Rigtuk Grauschek and 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 Zongrof Grauschek. They are brothers. And, and you sister. love one of them. Which one do you love? If you had to pick one, <laughs> we haven't. You know, love. It's it's not. We haven't. That's not a. We haven't sort of cut straight to the point. Who is it? Him. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Nothing escapes oh, no. me. This is the first oh, person. Don't worry, we'll get your piece of man meat back to you in no time. This is the, this is the first person. 
the first person I've told. No one else has been told this. And Isadora is just like on the other side, just like she's she's almost wanting to like put her hands over her ears because she feels like her she's not allowed to hear this. In him, God, I say this in the nicest possible way, Maddie. Uh, I fully forgot you were there. <laughs> I think Tom Brennan has also completely forgotten that Isadora is there. Um, I think it's. I think the seating arrangement is Tor Brennan and us, and then Isadora. Yeah, yeah. So like, you just yep. don't see her. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, I'm sort of leaning out towards the towards the show, so I'm like not directly in your eye line. And then old. I'm like, oh god, hands over ears. What? And then and then I try. <laughs> then I realize, oh no, if I act weird, then Tor Brennan might find that awkward. So I try and just look as engrossed in the show as possible. <laughs> Amazing. And just to clarify as well, I know I'm also an orc and you seem to have a bit of a thing for orcs. I, it's look, it's not that I'm unavailable, it's just that, like, you know, I. it's been a while since I've been in a relationship, so we'd probably have to do a little bit of courtship first if you're, you know, but it's fine, you can sort of maybe buy me a drink on the way out. We'll, we can... and, and, and also, I, I, I say this with the greatest certainty and respect, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, marvellous. Thank you. That's good. Couldn't be couldn't be further from my type. Um, I was worried I was going to have to reject you and just leave another heartbroken person in my wake. You know, I'm joking. No one really ever really finds me attractive, but it's not a problem. Genuine sympathy. A moment of genuine sympathy for this awful, awful person. I, look, I, I, Isadora. You know, I, I. No, this is still happening, Zach. Um, <laughs> this is the rest of the episode. You sh- we you have shut to get up. our you shut the hell up. Shut, up. Shut, up. shut up for a second. No, you <laughs> shut up. We'll finish when we say we're finished. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I often, um, I, I felt the same way for for such a long time, and you know, it wasn't. You, f- you find these things where you least sort of expect them to. It's never about looking for a, a person. It's, it's you know, you, you find people along the way. And mm. I don't count yourself out just yes, yet. I guess uh, my, of course, I, I always just find it hard comparing myself to being such as yourself. You know, I am this complex, otherworldly mind, and you, so simple. Of course, for you, it would be so easy to find someone just on the side of the road. You know, they would do perfectly well, but for someone like me, I require more in my life. You know, it needs to be elevated somehow, and not sort of uh, the, the riffraff or the, you know, leftovers that other people might content themselves with. Jesus. Well, perhaps we can we can find some... Uh some hellish extra-dimensional being for you to go on some sort of date with. Now there we go! Now Mm. we're talking! I like the sound of that! Isadora, as you are kind of cupping your ears trying not to hear this conversation that you're absolutely hearing, um, you focus in on doing that scan of all the people who are here, and you focus in on Riktuk and Zongroth, and as... Your vision kind of shifts into that kind of, like you're seeing the other reality for a moment. Like you look into the necromantic spirit of what is happening here. And you do see like, it's almost like a double layer effect. You know how like when people get electrocuted and you see their skeletons, Mm -hmm. it's a bit like that, but you see, it's almost like you see other faces on top of Zongroth and Riktux. There are, these spirits that are performing 
that seem to be engrossed in the event, but at no point do you, like, as you're pushing into this, you don't, they don't look malevolent. They look like they're just going through the motions, you know what I mean? But these spirits are, in some kind of way, puppeting, you know, Zongroff and Riktuk and all of them. And as you kind of look at them, you see how they're dressed is very, like what you and Vale would consider like the dark ages of clothes. Mm -hmm. Like this is how, this is like the fashion of the day from like a thousand years ago. These spirits seem old, like ancient to you. They look uh, and feel as you kind of reach out with your magical aura out of their time but also they don't feel like they're some kind of malignant haunting. It almost feels like they are, they too are like trapped in this place. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what you notice as, as the show continues. Uh, you see first up is Angelique, the strong woman who, you know, defies all laws of physics and veil, bent, bend steel and like lifts thousands of pounds. She is this unnaturally strong tortoise tortare woman uh, just putting on a show. You see the clowns come out and do their jaunty little dance and performance, you know, do little fake silent laughs, very mimey. Uh, and and never do they take off those masks. Like you do not see under the masks at any point. You see Rick took riding around the ring on this tiny little tricycle, just trying to run away from the Harlequins, putting on the show with this sad clown makeup. I'm so jaunty. I like to ride the tricycle. Ha 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 ha. You see the fortune teller kind of comes out. And uh Meredith is a door, and in fact. Andos, you recognize this individual, though you don't know their name. This is the night librarian at Athril Academy of the Arcane, who's like this woman, this dark elf woman who just like cannot be bothered to be colleagues with you, Andos, just like does not want to know you, does not want to think about you, just kind of does her job so much so that you don't even know what she's called. You just call her the night librarian. I truly love this woman so much. Just gets about her job, doesn't try to engage you in no chit-chat or side talk or anything <laughs> like that, just lets me get on with it. Doesn't care what I'm doing and I don't care what she's doing. <laughs> what a woman. And she puts on this kind of lavish show of like telling people's fortunes and doing predictions and pretending to, like this is clearly like some form of magic, but also like just parlor trickery of like, contacting the dead and like doing you know the audience plant type thing as well as as well as some big love <laughs> hilarious imagine talking to the dead and making you a whole thing look over it yeah it's adorable like, and, you know, what a noble what a noble pursuit i mean what a what a fantastic and <laughs> glorious some, somebody hold meredith back she's a she's a magician <laughs> yeah okay. oh no there's something real sexy about the night librarian suddenly um suddenly. i've never seen that suddenly. side to them before um uh then what you see happen is the tightrope is drawn high <sighs> above and you see this small little gnome step out called Marco. Wow. You see the tightrope be drawn. And this is kind of the moment where a lot of the different checks are going to come into play here. You see 
Cassandra slash Zongroff does this big announcement of like, Marco, the high-flying tightrope artist! And starts to step out. Um, Angelique, you see, is just off backstage. Andos, and you see, you watch her, and she looks, you can see she looks nervous. Mm. And there's this moment where you see love. Love for Marco. (gasps) On Angelique's face. Interesting. And at the same time, Meredith, you see Ryan backstage on the other side of the tightrope behind Marco. Look down onto the dirt circle. Lock eyes with his sister Cassandra, who nods in turn and starts to tamper with the tightrope. The tightrope shakes for a moment and you see Marco tries to get his balance. He struggles. It shakes again and he tumbles and begins to fall. No! Uh-oh. And that is where we're going to end our episode. We have to break the cycle. Yeah, we gotta stop. We gotta, we gotta interfere. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, it has been fabulous to be here with you. Please, can everyone let the folks at home know where you can be found, starting with, I'm gonna say, Maddie. You can find me um, at linktr.ee slash maddiesearl, where there are links to all of my socials, all the creative stuff I do, all the podcasting stuff I do, all my credits of all the voice acting stuff I've done. So yeah, just head on over there and you have a feast of content to enjoy. A feast, a veritable feast. (laughs) Laura. (laughs) Hi. Um, I've been Laura. You can find me across all socials with the handle by Laura Girling, um, except on Blue Sky if that's still around at this point, where I'm just Laura Girling. Jasper. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Jasper Cartwright. Um, please follow me at JW underscore Cartwright, which is where I post all of my stuff. Uh, I'm I've write Three Black Halflings, Games and Feelings, um, and a bunch of other really cool stuff that's probably out like now, which is cool. So you know stuff uh, that uh, yeah, which is cool. So there we go. Amazing, uh, Pip. Yes, uh, I've been Pip Gladwin. Uh, you can find me at Pip underscore Gladwin on the artist formerly known as Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, check me out on a bunch of other realm stuff. Uh, head over to Actual Play UK on Twitch where I will be streaming um, something or other. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll be around and doing things. Amazing. Sweet. And finally, James. Hello, my name is James Barbarossa. Uh, I am on many of the other Realms shows, so please check them out. And also I make all of the music, including the music that you all have been hearing for this very game. And if you like that music, you can find me on whatever Twitter is, at BarbarossaFan, and also uh, at RealmsPod.com slash music. Amazing. I've been your Game Master, Zachary Fortescom. You can find me on Twitter and any other frickin' platform you want at Z-A-C-K-F 
FG, Zach FG. I would really love to encourage all the listeners today to go out and just try out another episode of Realms of Peril and Glory. Either maybe the next one, if you're listening to this after the next one's out, or try out a different series. We've got a lot of different games told in exactly the same style. Full sound design, gorgeous original music, and great storytelling. We've got everything from Greek heroics and Agon that Maddie runs, or we've got High School of Horror with Maddie, Laura, and James, or we've got Limital London, the noir detective story set in a magical version of London with Pip as well as some of the other cast members of Realms. Do check any of those out. They're very cool and very good. And if you feel so inclined, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash light and tragic there you can get ad free listening bonus shows and a lot of other really great stuff it's how we keep the lights on over here and can get the episodes out in due time so please go consider supporting that because it's a huge help to us finally we have a merch store where you can get great merch including stuff for Vale, our liminal london series uh and and other just show related stuff maybe there's merch for this episode maybe i'll do a carnival de Vale design Whoa. we'll find out yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. Goodbye! Bye. 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 Don't disappoint me. <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.